Welcome back to the Letters and Layers podcast. This is Amaka. First off, I want to say I'm sorry if you hear some honking in the background. I'm not quite sure if the microphone is catching it. Um, there is a car that the horn went off and it's just honking like mad right now. So hopefully, you know, whoever owns the car will turn it off soon. But I don't want to delay recording any longer. It is Monday morning, the 11th of December. I'm recording right around 10 a.m. As far as my weekend was, I would say it was it was pretty chill, but still busy made it a point to get to the gym on Saturday and Sunday and I'm hoping to get to the gym today um, even if it's for a short workout but just get something done. I feel like I know Thanksgiving was a couple of weeks ago but I feel like I'm still kind of getting my bearings (laughs) since that holiday because we were out of town and we came back. I think also too, I was a little bit more stressed than usual last week because we came back and we were trying to like get settled back into our routine. And um, I found out after being gone for over a week that my car wouldn't start. (laughs) So, My car just hit 100,000 miles maybe a month ago or maybe not even up to that. So, you know, I've heard, I don't know how common this is in terms of just like general knowledge, but I've heard that 100,000 miles when it comes to, you know, an aging car and, um, the life it might have left 100,000 miles can mean there are some points of upkeep that you need to do for it. My car, you know, is in pretty good shape, I would say. It's a 2015 Hyundai Elantra. I bought it next year, February, in just a few months will be eight years that I've been driving the car. And um, I bought it at about 43,000 miles. I would say considering that, you know, just getting to 100K now is pretty good. I think a lot of that has to do with living in cities for most of the last few years. So I have access to a lot of reliable public transportation or just my destinations are close to where I might walk. So I didn't always have to use my car. And even now, working from home, I don't even drive every day, so it doesn't get as much use as, you know, maybe someone who would commute. But I would say I I drive it at least like four times a week. But yeah, we came back from New York and um, it wouldn't start. And when I would like turn the key, you know, it would act like it wanted to start, but then it just wouldn't follow through. So Thank God for my insurance. I pay emergency roadside assistance in addition to my regular 
um, insurance bill every month. And um, it has come in handy several times. I am a little embarrassed to say that <laughs> with my absent-mindedness every once in a while, I might lock myself out of my car. And that roadside assistance has helped me <laughs> with unlocking my car uh, more times than I would like. But it is what it is. So, yeah, I could not start my car last week. So my insurance with the roadside assistance I pay for was able to cover the tow so that I could get it to the mechanic shop that I kind of go to for routine stuff. And they took a look at it and they told me that I needed a new battery and I needed a new fuel pump. So that cost a pretty penny. And the car was in the shop for a few days last week, but I'm just thankful that I have the means to take care of things like this. If they arise, I know that's not the case with everyone. Um, and I know that's a privilege and I don't take that for granted at all. But yeah, it's back. It's running. It sounds really good. It turns on with no issue. And I kind of feel like, you know, that was a stressor for me because I was less mobile last week, but that's no longer an issue. And, you know, when you are kind of coming back to work from the holidays, there seems to be a larger influx of tasks and follow-up items that need to get done and need to be addressed. So I kind of felt that added layer of stress too, but... I really always just try to keep a sharp perspective on the fact that, you know, overall I have, I'm in a pretty low stress position when it comes to work. I work from home. You know, I don't have to commute. There might be stressors here and there, but at the end of the day, I have a lot more to be appreciative for. So yeah, with the work stress and the car issue, it kind of made it to where I was really looking forward to the end of the week last week. And a lot of these things started happening at the top of the week. So I just kept saying this mantra to myself that this week will end better than it started. This week will end better than it started. Like, you know, <laughs> as things were kind of coming to a head in terms of the level of stress I was feeling, I just kept telling myself, this week will end better than it started. This week will end better than it started. Um, and I don't know if I've talked about that on the podcast, about how sometimes, you know, if we're in a more difficult place, sometimes it's hard for us to see the end of that or see beyond it. But 99% of the time, we always come out of that and we always find ourselves in a better place. It's just a matter of time. So even like if I wake up and the day doesn't start the way I would hope, um, I usually say this day does not have to end how it began. And I would say more often than not, things turn around, you know, and I think that has a lot to do with me actively setting the intention not to let things continue how they may have started. So in this case, 
this wasn't the type of thing that would get solved in a day with like, you know, the work stuff and the car stuff. So I was like, this week does not have to end how it began. And I'm really happy that it ended on a much happier note, you know, after kind of getting over those humps. So I'm looking forward to this new week and just feeling more centered and kind of looking towards the new year. I want to also say quickly that since I have started this podcast, I've always taken a short break in the middle of the summer and then in the holidays. So this is actually our last podcast of the year. And I will be back with new episodes on January 15th. I think what I will actually do, though, for January 1st is put out a re-release of one of my older episodes that I think folks might appreciate in terms of like what I discuss and it's going to be a book focused episode. So as far as reflections of 2023, I, I feel gratitude and I feel thankful for where I am now in this moment, when we transitioned into this year, trying to think where I was for New Year's. Huh, you know, I don't actually remember where I rang in the New Year this year. And I'm really, really, really trying to think, was I in Texas? I might have been, I might have been in Texas for the New Year. But yeah, I, I, Yes, yes. I was in I was in Texas. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's coming back to me now because um I spent it with my mom and my sister and my other family and we did that um health and fitness challenge together. Absolutely. Yes. So I was in Texas for the new year, Christmas into New Year. And I remember coming into twenty twenty three with certain hopes. And certain things I really wanted to happen that were kind of out of my control. One of the biggest ones, if not the biggest one, is just hoping that I would find myself in a place that I could call home for a while, you know, in relation to my spouse who was anticipating matching for his residency, you know, because ultimately wherever he was assigned to in terms of hospital and would impact both of us. So I'm really happy that we ended up in Chicago. I like to think that when it comes a point in my life where I transition in terms of location, that I'm meant to be there for that period of time. So, you know, where he would have been assigned to was out of his hands. In terms of location, the places that he could have potentially gone to, he knew them, but he just didn't know which one. I think it was between five or six cities. And we got Chicago. And honestly, we didn't think it would be Chicago, but I think 
as we have transitioned and we've settled and we are, you know, day to day, you know, kind of just feeling more and more at home here, I can see why, you know, it ultimately was Chicago. And I feel like there's a reason why we're here and there's a reason why I'm here. And I'm hoping that whatever that purpose is for me in particular is realized before we eventually transition, which I think is likely in the next few years. Because the main reason why we're here is because of him. You know, it's for him to complete his residency. So I just think about what it took to get to this point. You know, the the time waiting and wondering and speculating and finally getting the news and then and then you know kind of processing that and looking for apartments and finding a place and signing the lease and starting to pack and then the road trip and then getting here and then making a home from the house that we live in now and honestly I can't ask for anything more in terms of the outcome of what we were hoping for so I think a lot about the huge change the biggest change for me this year which was moving and going from a place of familiarity to a foreign place, even though I am familiar with Chicago, but as a visitor, and now I'm a resident. So there's a different type of relationship I'm starting to build and trying to develop with the city. And I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic. I think Chicago has a lot to offer, and it's ultimately up to me to just tap in and put myself out there and you know not always be a homebody go out meet people do new things um challenge myself because that's ultimately how we grow so yeah looking back to this year i'm just thankful for a successful transition because in my mind that's what it was successful And looking back into the year, I think a lot about the podcast episode I did where I talked about how I was kind of like admonishing myself with feeling so comfortable sometimes that I would avoid things that I needed to do because it would agitate my comfort or inconvenience me. And it got to the point where I was just sick of my own shit. (laughs) I've mentioned this a couple of times in the past couple of months. Sometimes you get to a point with yourself that you're just so sick of what you're doing, like of your habits and your behavior and not with everything, you know, with certain things. And I, I recorded a voice memo to myself, like, girl, get your shit together. And I did. Um, I've made progress on a lot of things. And I made it a point to lean into the tasks that I had to get done despite the level of discomfort because 
there was progress that I was evading because I wouldn't get those things done. And because of what? Because I didn't feel like it? Like, that's not, that's not an excuse. So I'm thankful for the push that I gave myself to get the ball rolling, you know, on things. And I have seen some fruits of that labor, some things I won't see for a while, and that's okay. But um, building the momentum is key. And I think that's a good segue into another reflection that I have this year about, I've kind of been aware of this, I would say, in my adult life, but I really pushed it into high gear this year. And I'm talking about leaning on momentum versus motivation. I have an episode from a couple months back a couple months back called Motivation is Overrated. And in recording that episode, I put forth the point that if you lean on motivation, you're not going to get nearly as much done as you would like. You have to generate momentum. And sometimes generating momentum means doing things that you don't want to do and doing things that you have to do in absence of motivation. Because setting yourself in motion and getting the action started, you'll often find that momentum and motivation follow. But for me, I believe that momentum is more important. Because once you start action, once you start whatever it is, there is confidence that builds and there is a force that you start to generate that helps to propel you forward even when you know you are actively in motion and you need to dial back or you're feeling tired it's less likely that you'll go all the way back to zero you know but with motivation sometimes you can go back to zero because it's fleeting but i feel like momentum is a type of thing where if you generate enough of it you can dial it back but you won't all you won't go back to square one you can you know take some time off or you can take a hiatus or you can take a short break but you still have force behind you to where when you start again you don't feel like you're starting from the beginning and you continue to progress Um, and and continue to reach points where you hadn't reached before. So yeah, leaning into inconvenience, leaning into momentum were big for me this year. And I am eager to see how that will show up in my life in 2024. Now, as far as the new year goes I feel like I was more into new year's resolutions when I was younger but I'm of the mind now that whatever you want to do just do it don't wait until January 1st but I can't I can't ignore the sense of newness and inspiration and um I would say push that we sometimes feel with a new year because it can often feel like 
a new chance, a new opportunity, um, a fresh start, a blank page. So I can't ignore that, you know. I say whatever you want to do, start it now. But I think that there is something to completing a circle that is a whole year and then starting back at the beginning and feeling like, okay, this is an opportunity to try again and to get it right. Um, And it's an opportunity to think about what you would want to do and how you see yourself moving into the new year and what you would want your future self to focus on or to improve. And I'm just thinking about that in terms of myself. I feel like in 2024, particularly for this podcast, I want to refocus. I think the the reason I started this podcast was because of my love of books and how I just wanted an outlet to share my thoughts, you know, on a lot of things, on anything that came to mind, but the heart of this podcast is books. And I feel like the focus on books has been less, especially the second half of this year. And I want to change that. I want to refocus on books going into 2024 and keep that going, particularly books by Black authors and particularly books by Black female authors. Not saying I wouldn't do books by anyone else, that's not true, but I want to prioritize that going into the new year. I feel like I had that in terms of my objective for the podcast when I started, but, you know, life and distractions and sometimes... I was on deadline, to be honest, and I just wanted to make sure I put an episode out, you know, of quality, but maybe it wasn't really what I truly wanted to discuss. And I think ultimately making this podcast truly what I wanted to be and meet its potential, how I see it would be to just hone in and get focused. So as I am recording this, I have a stack of books on my desk by Black women that I'm going to start making my way through into the new year. And I'm excited to see what episodes will come from these books. Some of them were recently released. Some of them came out years ago, but I'm looking forward to the insight that I will gain and seeing how folks will respond. So that's what I have in mind. Also, too, going into the new year, I want to read more novels. I want to read more fiction. I think maybe part of the reason why I started focusing less on books going into the second half of 2023 is because I was reading pretty much only nonfiction, like, you know, self-help, self-improvement and all that stuff which has its place and it's very helpful but I think I got to a point a couple months ago where I was like kind of non-fictioned out like 
It took me a couple of months to finish Dopamine Nation. And it was a very good book in my opinion, but it took much longer than I would have hoped. And I talked about this with a good friend of mine of how I think, you know, among so many other things that we lose going from childhood to adulthood, I feel like a lot of us lose our ability to imagine things. And I feel like a lot of us lose our ability to create a world in our head from the words that we read in a book and on a page. And I have started to liken imagination to a muscle, you know, and how are you going to be able to create a world in your mind if you're not reading fiction, you know, um, that's something that I always want to be able to do. And I think I've lost sight of that. But not too much. It hasn't been that long since I last read a fiction book. The last one I read, I believe, was The Girl with the Louding Voice, which I read in 2020. And before that, I read Girl, Women, Other by Bernardine, Bernardine Evaristo. I have an audio essay of that book on this podcast. A very good book. And then The Girl with the Louding Voice, I wrote an essay on, um, a reaction essay. So it hasn't been that long, but it's been too long for me. And um, I want to get back into it. So, you know, amongst the books of black female authors that I want to specifically highlight in 2024 and beyond, I want to include novels. And I'm interested to see how my episodes from novels will unfold because I don't think I've really had an episode on fiction I hope I'm not mistaken, but I'm really trying to run through (laughs) my catalog of episodes in my head, and I don't really think so. So I want to incorporate that more. I want to incorporate fiction more. I want to talk more about fiction authors because there's you can learn so much from stories. You can learn just as much about life from stories as you can from real life. Um, So I'm excited about that, too. One thing I think I'm going to start doing with books, too, is um, reading them with audiobooks since I have a Spotify premium account and they include audiobooks now. You don't have to pay extra and um, you're allotted 15 hours of audiobooks a month. So the stack of books I have on my desk right now most of them have audiobooks. So I'm excited to see how the experience, how my reading experience might change listening to the book while I'm reading it, because that's essentially what I'm going to do. And I'll let you guys know how that is. I've done that before, but only once. Um, There was a fiction book where the crawdads sing, actually, which has been turned into a movie. We were assigned that book for one of my psych classes in grad school. So started reading it. It was really good, but I got to a point in the book where maybe it was a plateau or there was a lull and I was struggling to finish. So I don't think I would have done this otherwise, but because it was assigned reading for my grade for a class, I paid for the audiobook so that I can push through and it helped me finish because I think that added layer of like animation in terms of characters coming to life with the audiobook helped me 
um, finish the book and it, and it ended well. Um, I haven't seen the movie. I can't speak for that, but I like the book. It was a solid story. So yeah, I want to see how my reading experience might change um, listening to the book while I'm reading it. So I'm excited to do that and I'll let you know how that goes. And also too, going into 2024, I'm very excited to get a library card. (laughs) I changed my residence officially to Illinois last month, I think in November, early November. Um, And it dawned on me recently that since I'm officially an Illinois resident, I can actually get a library card now. So before the end of the year, I'm going to go to my local library, which is walking distance. It's like a 15 minute walk and I'm going to get a library card because I believe that's going to allow me access to even more audiobooks via the Libby app. So I'm excited for that. And just the experience of checking out a library book. I haven't done that since maybe my preteens. I remember fondly often going to our public library when we lived in New York, you know, in our childhood home. My dad was big on reading. And every so often he would take us to the library and we would go there and we would check out books and magazines and use the computer. And that's something I think back to, you know, with fond memories. So it'll be nice to kind of be able to do that again. So yeah, I'm excited about that too. I don't think there's much else that I want to talk about during this episode. For the folks who have listened to even one minute of one episode this year, thank you so much. Thank you so much. For folks who have listened, you know, through the transition of what was the Bibliotherapy for Black Women podcast to the Letters and Layers podcast. I appreciate you and I thank you. Um, The second year anniversary of this podcast was a big deal for me this year too. Just kind of working up to that and making the changes on the back end and everything. I appreciate the support with that transition. And um, I'm looking forward to building on that going into the new year and beyond. Um, This is a marathon, not a sprint. This is a journey that I have committed to staying on for the long term because this podcast has become something in my life that has been a constant, you know, no matter what's going on in my life, whether things are calm, whether things are crazy, the consistency of this podcast, not only for the listeners, but for myself, has been a reward that I don't think I can quite quantify. And I feel like the more and more The more time that passes with doing this, the more I'll appreciate it for what it is. And I don't know, I was feeling a little bit emotional this morning as I was opening my laptop and setting up my mic and putting on my headphones and everything. And um, I'm just like, wow, another year. 
another year of accomplishment with something that I decided to do September, like summer 2021, and followed through and have not missed once. Outside of planned breaks, I have not missed one episode. And um, honestly, I know that there are people that listen to this podcast and it is a joy for them. And I am thankful to be able to provide that. But no one derives more joy from this podcast than I do. And no one derives more of a sense of peace and happiness and accomplishment and um I don't know just I'm just happy I'm just happy that I did not quit you know and there were times where I was like why and I still have those moments now like why did I start this is this worth my time is anyone even listening like Do I have anything real and of value to contribute? And, um, you know, even with that, I push through. And I think when I'm having those moments, I really appreciate the listeners, those who I know personally, and those who have reached out via um, social media and the like, who express appreciation for the podcast and the content and what they've gotten from it. So... In moments of self-doubt, I believe that's what keeps me going. And in moments of self-doubt, I remind myself that my future self, however however long in the future, is always going to be thankful to me in the present that I didn't quit. So that's something that I keep in mind too when I'm having my down moments and wondering, what am I even doing here? (laughs) I remind myself that I will meet future versions of myself that will be thanking me now that I didn't quit. So with that, I'm going to end this episode here. I want to thank you guys for the support that you've shown me throughout the year of 2023. I appreciate it so much more than you know. And I'm looking forward to 2024, especially with the objectives I have in mind and executing them and following through. And I hope you will continue on this journey with me And I hope that it'll be of value to you as well. As always, please share, please recommend to folks who you think will appreciate this episode or past episodes. Please reach out to me. I would love to start a Q&A segment of this podcast, but it hasn't come to fruition yet. If that's not meant to be, I'm not going to force it. If it is meant to be, then we'll see. But I say that to say, if you're one who has been a longtime listener or a newer listener and you like my insights and you like my perspectives on things, books, life, whatever, send me an email at contact at the letters and layers dot com. 
if you're open to me sharing it on the podcast and offering my two cents, I would be happy to. So also, please rate and review on your preferred listening platform. One more thing, I have launched my personal website. It encompasses a lot of what I hope to contribute in the mental health space and um, in terms of my podcast. I have a podcast page with episodes. I'm slowly building it because the um, website that I use to kind of develop transcripts and show notes and everything like that has a monthly limit. So it's going to take time for me to put all the podcast transcripts on the page. But the last six or seven podcast episodes are on there. Transcripts for some, but they will all have transcripts in the next month and moving forward. I have a blog, which I will be posting on as regularly as I can. What's on there right now is a blog on seasonal depression and some of my reaction essays that I wrote in the pandemic with the books that I had read. Girl, Woman, Other is there. The Girl with the Louding Voice is there. A book I read in 2018 called, it's by Imbolo Mbue. Wow, I am blanking on the name. It's called Behold the Dreamers. Behold the Dreamers by Imbolo Mbue. It was a book I read in 2018, I believe, and I still think about that book sometimes. I wrote an essay on it. And it's on the website. I'm Telling the Truth But I'm Lying by Bossy Ippy is on the website as well. And um, I'm hoping to continue writing reaction essays to books. They might not be as long as my old ones. They might just be like quick takeaways. But I want to keep that going. That's a hobby, you know, that I enjoy. So the website is called AAG psychiatry at gene sorry <laughs> aag psychiatry.com and i say that because there's a huge component around mental health on the website and then secondary to that is my blog and my podcast page so i'll put the link to the website in the description box of this episode if you want to go there and take a peek and see how things are looking right now feel free please do but yeah as always, thank you guys so much. I'm going to end it here and see you in 2024. All right. Love you guys. Thank you. Bye.